98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Bigly Blast. As it turns out, that terrible last-second loss to the Packers on Thursday night football was not the start of something dire and ominous in Arizona. Instead, it set the table for one of the team's finest moments. Sunday's win against San Francisco was a huge triumph for the alliance of Steve Keim and Cliff Kingsbury and to the organizational patience from Michael Bidwill that kept them employed. It was a huge victory for Colt McCoy and James Conner, established veterans who put forth performances of a lifetime in a very difficult environment, and it was a testament to the beating heart of this football team, which is now 5-0 and on the road, featuring demolitions of the Titans, Browns, and 49ers. Now, you can tell a football team is special when they win without their stars, when they lift up a backup quarterback. You saw that with the unbeaten Dolphins in the 70s, with the Bears in the 80s. You saw it with Doug Williams, Jeff Hostetler, and Nick Foles, among many others. This Cardinals team has now won without their head coach and without their star quarterback. And when a team continually defies adversity and injury, like the Cardinals did on Sunday... It is confirmation that something very special is going on here. Today's Bickley Blast brought to you by my great friends at Chapman BMW. Test drive the ultimate driving machine at the newly renovated Chapman BMW in Chandler at Chapman BMW on Camelback. Find them online at ChapmanBMW.com. Well, absolutely. You know, this, uh, you know, going through the season so far, so what it's been and us just playing off of each other, you know, to see him go down early, um, you know, I knew that, you know, they were going to be leaning on me heavy. And so um, this game is uh, has to be above the net game. You know, just be mental, be in the right right spots and, uh, you know, put the ball in the right place and just play, play a good football game. But also knew I had help, too, with that, with Eno. He stepped in and had a great great game, too. That's uh, James Conner, uh, one of the heroes for the Cardinals in their 31-17 win over the San Francisco 49ers yesterday. James Conner, season-high 21 carries. Season high, 96 yards. His fourth game with two or more touchdowns already. Uh, by far a season high in receiving yards. Uh, previously, 16 receiving yards at 77, including a 45-yard uh, t- touchdown on a screen pass. We had a caller call up on the um, uh, the the open phone portion of the show today. It said, well, mm-hmm. we're not talking enough about James Conner. We probably aren't. He has been... Fantastic! Oh this year. my goodness! And there he was talking about his mindset. Chase Edmonds gets the first carry of the game, goes down with an ankle injury, and there's not great news on this from a couple of NFL insiders this morning. Adam Schefter tweeted: Cardinals believe running back Chase Edmonds suffered a sprained ankle Sunday. He is set to undergo further testing today. Ian Rappaport from NFL Network had more info on it. He tweeted out: uh, Chase Edmonds feared to have suffered a high ankle sprain. Source said bringing a stint on a short-term IR into play if today's MRI confirms. He hurt his ankle on the first play, and high ankle is worst case. Generally, these injuries knock players out four to six weeks. Which is maybe the injury suffered by Kyler Murray as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, as it relates to uh, Chase Edmonds, Chase Edmonds, pound for pound, is as tough as they come. When he did not come back in the game, you knew it was serious. Mm -hmm. You just knew it was serious. And James Conner just... Shouldered that entire load so well, I, I it was it was a revelation going into this weekend. I, I've read these reports out of Pittsburgh. Like, w- why do we let that guy get away? He was a 
a, a, a dyed-in-the-wool stealer. How do we let a guy like... Their fear was he could not stay healthy anymore. Mm-hmm. And look what he's doing here. He's got 10 touchdowns. 11. Oh, 11? Yeah. Okay. 11 total. And 10 rushing touchdowns. Yeah, oh, right. The 10 rushing touchdowns have all been red zone touchdowns, but that receiving touchdown was crazy. Chase Edmonds-esque. Yes, exactly. It was like you took Chase Edmonds and put him in James Conner, and that's what you got yesterday. Running by people, and I, that was crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just, that was what yesterday was all about to me. It was like the, these handful of, of performances from big-time players who, who a lot of people don't ever talk about. James Conner, Marcus Golden, down, you go down the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about uh, unsung hero, Antoine Wesley? Oh, yeah. Didn't have a lot of catches, but caught Christian Kirk, Christian Kirk with a great throw on the trick play. Uh, almost scored on that play. And then he had another catch late in the game where he nearly broke out and, and took that to the house because he just ran hard. Mm-hmm. Going back to James Conner, Cliff Kingsbury opened up about Conner yesterday. I, I did not. I did not. Honestly, I thought he was more of a power downhill back, just watching from afar. Then we got him here, and I watched the route running. He made some spectacular catches in training camp, and he's quick twitch in his routes. And so uh, he's he's been above and beyond anything I think any of us could have expected. And just the work ethic, the approach to the game each and every day, is it's phenomenal. But now you look forward. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah, uh, well, it, and it's not only that. You know what it is? It's the physicality. It, it, James Conner is one of the guys that really kind of signaled and created a change in vibe with this football team. Nasty, as Marcus Golden called him. Nasty football. Nasty football. As Jared pointed out earlier, he's so right about Nobody brings up pretty boy football anymore. That's the What an evolution in two years to from pretty boy football to nasty football. Yeah. And it's it and it's legit. It isn't just one game. Yeah, it's 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 good. But it's, you know, we talked earlier in the show too, Bick, about how much the Cardinals uh, have subscribed to this next man up theory because every team gets injuries, and you know the the Chase Edmonds injury that would be a blow to this team. But Cliff Kingsbury, one of the things, one of the areas in which he's improved is allocating carries for running backs this year. So you see the the heaviest dose you've seen of Eno Benjamin as a pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, he pays off with with a touchdown, running physically. Um, the belief is there. You know, is Eno Benjamin the same quality NFL back that that Chase Edmonds is right now? Probably not. But if Chase Edmonds can't go for a while, Eno Benjamin's going to get the opportunity to to prove that he is. And based on what you've seen from this team so far, there's there's not a whole lot of reason to doubt. That Eno Benjamin can can thrive. Uh, yeah, in that role. I'd have to see a little more, but that but that touchdown run yesterday showed a lot of juice. Every player that has had to step up or step in this season mm-hmm. for a long list of players that they've had to step in for has stepped up every single one. Well, and, but that's what happens when you have player driven teams. When you have locker rooms that are that vested in what you are doing, that creates that kind of pressure. That if if you get called on, you got to answer to us, not just to the head coach. And if you get a locker room that's bad, where 30%, 35% of the people don't like the head coach or roll their eyes at the head coach or think, man, I'm getting job by this head coach, I'm not getting the reps I need, you get that kind of locker room, you don't get that kind of peer pressure to step up when you're replacing somebody. Mm-hmm. But when you get it in the room, and it's that strong in the room, that's what it creates. That's I, I, Look at the Suns last year. It, we're looking at mirror images in different sports in different ways. 
But it's that. It's the connectivity of and the selflessness of those playing the game. The smart athletes, when they get into the good situations, you bring in veteran guys who have spent X amount of years in the league and they've made a lot of money or a good enough amount of money. They know instantly whether a situation is flourishing and vibrant or not. They know it. Colt McCoy talked about it after the game yesterday. Everybody talks about the vibe of this group. And so these veterans, they come in here and not only do they help set this, but they realize, okay, this is my chance to put forth and to live a season, I am going to be reliving in my head the rest of my life. That's what football players want. Mm-hmm. They want to be part of something that's legendary. Something 30 years from now, they can go, that team was it. Unless you're Deshaun Jackson. Well, yeah. That, <laughs> right. Or Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> I don't know if Cleveland's Free Odell! <laughs> free OBJ! Poor guy! He was freeing in Cleveland! How stupid is that? He, he was freed! He's free! Yeah, wasn't everybody <laughs> clamoring for him to be let go he by Cleveland free, so yes. he, could, he could flourish again? Yeah, as if he were the victim in that. Oh, man, those Give teams me a are, break! Those teams are really fighting over the... Uh... <laughs> Maybe he misread it. Maybe they're saying... Free OBJ. Free. Who wants him for free? Anybody? He's free. Someone, please. Uh Uh, Coming up next, Cliff Kingsbury. His bandwagon has grown exponentially this year for the Cardinals, but he welcomed some new members to that bandwagon yesterday for a different reason. We'll tell you what it is next. Pickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Arizona Cardinals football, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Big Red Monday, presented by Sanderson Ford, with Bickley and Murata. Rondale Moore got hogtied and tackled, and Cliff ran onto the field. The official barked back at him and then threw a flag. This might push the Cardinals out of field goal range, but I don't mind seeing Coach Kingsbury get that fired up. Josh Norman was over there getting into it with a couple of Cardinal players and and maybe getting into it with Cliff. That's what it was, David. Good for Cliff, showing an edge. There are two fouls during the dead ball. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Defense number 26, haunting. This is his first toward potential disqualification. That penalty will be enforced half the distance of the goal. There is also unsportsmanlike conduct. The head coach of Arizona. Following an enforcement of this penalty, we will go 15 yards. It will be first and 25. Cliff Kingsbury. Love that guy. Getting a penalty. <laughs> you never thought that would happen. No, uh, that play, it was weird. It took forever to adjudicate uh, <laughs> that ruling. I, I didn't understand how they separated one of those penalties versus the other. None of it made any sense to me. No, and it, it ended up, that was on a third and 18 play from the 19. Uh, Rondale Moore, as you heard Dave Pash describe that play, got hogtied. That got Cliff Kingsbury hot. He did run out onto the field. That drew a flag. Josh Norman got into it with a couple of players. Uh, in, then got in the face of Cliff Kingsbury. So there were offsetting penalties. It led to a f- the, the ever-popular first and 24 mm-hmm. at the 25-yard line for yeah. the Cardinals. It ended up uh, in a Matt Prater field goal regardless. That made it 17 nothing in the second quarter. But uh, Cliff Kingsbury opened some eyes, and, and, and people noticed this, too, when they showed the replay on Fox when Cliff Kingsbury was joined with, with Josh Norman, who really, let's face it, that's all Josh Norman has to offer anymore. He's yeah, joined. Yapping. Yeah. Remember that one season uh, that Josh Norman was a good football player? And he's <laughs> still, Ten years ago? Still yeah, collecting right, a paycheck. Right. 
Uh, but DeAndre Hopkins in street clothes had had his back. Had you know Cliff Kingsbury, and he got into it with Josh Norman as well. Kingsbury talked about it after the game about uh, him being more emotional as of late. Yeah, I mean, you got to pick your spots. You, you understand the situations, and if you feel like it needs to come out, it comes out. You know. And here he is talking about getting into it with uh, Josh. Norman. I know. I like Josh. I know Josh. I think it was just more friendly banner that got misinterpreted, but. I shouldn't have been out there doing that. <laughs> now, Cliff did say, I'm, I'm wondering if we have that cut. He did say on the radio, I think it was during the radio interview, about mm-hmm. uh, he he called the official some things that he shouldn't have called him. <laughs> you know, in the radio interview, yeah. uh, Cliff Kingsbury was asked, was that the master plan to get a flag on Norman? <laughs> I thought they were both on me, and I, I was getting ejected, so I'm glad they weren't. Um, <laughs> but no, that that was just kind of a misunderstanding. I, I got to keep my composure better and can't call the ref the things I called him, but um, luckily it worked out for us. How often do opposing players yell at a head coach? Uh, when, yeah, I don't know. I yeah. think I think I got that youthful exuberance. I think that attracts it sometimes. <laughs> I see. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's all it's all good. When what a win- game for Cliff Kingsbury. When you're winning football, seriously, games. just I mean, even even listen to that. Yeah. Even that listen to that post post game exchange. His vibe. His vibe. You never heard that before. A youthful exuberance that attracts that kind well, look, of uh, attention. Think about think about this. They probably knew all week long Kyler Murray not playing, mm-hmm. so they knew they had to prep up Colt McCoy. And I, th- if you're Cliff Kingsbury, you've got to be deathly afraid of losing to the Forty ers maybe losing to them badly, giving them life, changing the tone of everything, creating negativity in Arizona, creating a two game losing streak, having everybody. Um, from me down to people at the water cooler saying, uh-oh, here we go, here comes the collapse, and then to put forth that kind of game in which the quarterback was in complete control, but the head coach had a lot to do with it. The Cardinals put up 437 yards of offense without Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, and Chase Edmonds against the 49ers. They had the ball 36 minutes of time of possession. It's masterful. Yeah, he, he should be happy about that. All right, so you hear vibe, you hear tone from Cliff Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan talking about the same uh, interaction between his player, Josh Norman, and Cliff Kingsbury sounded a little different. What explanation did you get from Josh Norman uh, for the penalty, and, and what was your view of that? Um, I didn't have much of a view on it. Uh, Josh told me that um, some of their coaches were talking to him, so he was talking back. Then he told me he got headbutted um, by one of their offensive linemen. Um, and then he said he got the taunting penalty. Did play after that? Was that your decision to pull? Uh, no, I wanted him to get out right there. I um, wanted him to cool down a little bit. Um, then in the third quarter, um, we just kept Dre in, Dre in, which wasn't my decision, but I was okay with it. <laughs> yeah, Josh Norman didn't see the field again after mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And there was a couple of shots uh, that Fox provided after that where he was on the sideline talking to teammates, still had his helmet on, but was looking pretty forlorn over there on the sidelines. <laughs> um. That all, yeah, it's all part of the big mix of of what Cliff Kingsbury is evolving into this year. And and for DeAndre Hopkins to kind of see what was going on and then jump in and start talking Mm -hmm. smack back to Josh Norman, that's, that's, well, D-Hop loves that kind of stuff. But but it also, you know, it's good to see a guy like that having his head coach's back. Yeah, DJ Humphreys talked about it. Yeah, I don't know. I I really don't know what was happening, but I just don't play the, like, you're not going to talk tough at my coach, especially not on the football field. Like I don't even know where you're, like what you what he was thinking about. I don't know. I don't know. 
<laughs> DJ Humphreys also said this. I didn't see him after the game. I was looking for him after the game, but I didn't see him. <laughs> I had my helmet off. I wanted to give him an event. <laughs> That's undeniable. Uh, you know, there's a lot of football left to be played. The Cardinals are 8-1. Mm-hmm. They've got uh, you know plenty of football left on the schedule, but it's undeniable that the vibe is right with this team right now. Yeah. The feeling is right. The confidence is there. Uh, the ability to rely on on you know the non stars is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this is you know, really this. I, I think this team has been in a good place, but coming off of uh, a loss like they experienced against Green Bay. It's this type of win that'll wash that away Without real quick. Without, that's 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 what it is, Vinny. That's exactly what it is, um, because whatever lingering effects that game had could have easily been extrapolated with all the injury concerns, and they could have easily created a spiral full of all that stuff. And instead, they did quite the opposite. It's yeah. It, it's I said it earlier. If if this was a game where you walk away from that just feeling really proud of your football team to show the commitment and the intensity to do this despite what you're missing to focus on what you have and not what you're missing and, and to just to play that physical to play that nasty I one of my favorite series of the game was Chandler Jones missed a sack late on Jimmy Garoppolo was down on his knees but like a mad Tasmanian devil was still scrambling to mm-hmm. get him and he threw the ball and then Buda Baker's flying to, and I'm like these guys are selling out late in the fourth quarter with a 14-point lead. There's, you don't see that a lot. Yeah, that was indicative. Yeah, It, it was uh, very demonstrative of where they were at that point in the game. But there was also uh, one particular play that was similar earlier in the game from Zach Allen, where he had a beat on, on Jimmy Garoppolo, took a dive at him. Jimmy G scrambled around, and uh, Zach Allen actually got up uh, and continued the pursuit and got in on the on the tackle. That was... That was pretty consistent throughout the game from from the Cardinals' mm-hmm. defense. Is just the uh, the persistence. Marcus Golden getting persistence sacks. They count the same, uh, yeah. But that's kind of the player that Marcus Golden is, and that was you know demonstrated throughout the defense yesterday. Zach Allen almost got a sack after not giving up on the play. Mm-hmm. That's you, you love to see that too. You love to see players miss out on something and stay in the play. Because a lot of times the play will come back to you, or the player will come back to you. That is true. Uh, Cardinals got their vibe right after a loss. So did the Arizona State Sun Devils. They beat USC on Saturday night. We'll have our weekly visit with the head coach, Herm Edwards, next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. This is the Santan Ford Sun Devil Blitz with head coach Herm Edwards. The Sun Devil Blitz is presented in part by Gila River Hotels and Casinos. Gila River bleeds maroon and gold and is Arizona's official sports headquarters. And Santan Ford, Val Vista and the Santan 202 in Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. the 30, 25, 20, 15, to the 10, to the 5, Rashad White into the end zone. Touchdown, Devil. That was uh, one of Rashad White's three visits to the end zone on Saturday night. That 47-yard run uh, put the uh, Sun Devils back up on USC. They go on to beat the Trojans 31-16. to Here to talk about talk about it with us is the head coach of ASU, Herm Edwards, who joins us here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Coach, good morning to you. Congratulations on the win. 
Well, thank you. Uh, it was a great team effort. Uh, I thought um, adversity uh, hit a couple times, and um, we stared it in the face and continued to play and compete. And, and I think that was the message going into this week. Uh, we needed to get back to that. When, when some things go go bad, you got to fight through it. And, and I thought, for the most part, uh, the players did a great job of that. And it's really nice to have Rashad White back and healthy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he makes a difference. There's no doubt when you want to run the ball. You know, we ran it, uh, what, uh, 40, 42 times mm-hmm. we rushed the ball for uh, 282 yards. So it was a group effort, but but he was he was the main guy and can't say enough about the offensive line, how they blocked. You know, it was a great weekend for the Sun Devils when you go from Rashad White on Saturday to Eno Benjamin for the Cardinals yesterday, <laughs> Coach. Yeah, it was, it was fun to watch Eno score his first touchdown. Ayuk uh, played pretty well. Yeah. Um, for the 49ers, so that was kind of fun to watch both of them compete against each other. Um, uh, I want to say uh, Eno was at the game, I want to say. Uh, so it was fun to watch him score his first touchdown. It was just it just kind of remember when he was here with us, but uh, it was nice to watch. Herm Edwards, our uh, guest here on Bigley and Murata Mornings after ASU beats USC on Saturday night. Um, one more on Rashad White. They were mm-hmm. They were having pretty good discussions during the telecast on ESPN about whom Rashad White reminds them of? With all your years in football uh, at the pro level, is there a running back that Rashad White reminds you of, Herm? Uh, his, his dimensions are, are are similar to Marcus Allen, who is a good friend of mine. Um, yeah, and I've said that. Uh, he has a similar style uh, of, of Marcus. Uh, the same, about the same height, probably about the same weight, uh, and his ability to visually see things, to, to have great uh, contact balance. Uh, right, uh, and to make that cut, you know, he's a cutter. We used to call him his nickname, Mark Allen. We used to call him when we were in Kansas City together. We used to call him Cuddy. Hmm. About every five or ten yards, he'd cut. You know, and <laughs> um, uh, tremendous player, uh, and, and and he had good hands like Rashad. Uh, Rashad has good hands as well. So that, that that would be the guy I would look at. Uh, Saturday's game. There have been times, Herm, um, during some of the uh, the valleys this season where where people have looked into and criticized the sideline energy. That was not an issue on Saturday. Your guys were obviously into it. I read about Darian Butler and how how demonstrative he was during a timeout. Uh, what what are your thoughts on that? And what does that say about about the pulse of this football team? Well, I think the pulse of the football team is this: um, we hit some spots of adversity and we didn't handle them very well in game. Uh, I, I, I said this, we've had uh, six bad quarters. And, in, in, you know, we had some, some stuff hit us in this game. But uh, to their credit, uh, they fought through it. Uh, you know, the turnovers, uh, things of that nature, but we continued to fight through it. Talking to Herm Edwards, the head coach of the Arizona State Sun Devils here on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station, as we do every Monday morning, Sun Devils beat USC on Saturday night. And I think one of the, the key points of that game on Saturday, Herm, was, was USC's decision to flip-flop quarterbacks between Slovis and Dart. And they were two, obviously, really talented quarterbacks. But yeah. I, I felt like their offense had a hard time getting into a flow. And I'm not going to ask you to criticize their strategy on that, but do, do you? I mean, is there a scenario where you can find benefit in doing that as a head coach, going back from uh, well, quarterback to quarterback? Well, I think this uh, this, this is not a, a new occurrence. They've been doing this mm-hmm. the last three games. Uh, so it's been kind of the, the way they've played. We anticipated um, we would see both quarterbacks. 
And, um, you know, they, they've had success with it. When the games they've won, they've been able to run the football. And I think that was the key uh, in this game. Um, we, we just felt we had to stop them from running the ball. We wanted them to throw it, believe it or not. Uh, we, we didn't want them to come in and be able to run the ball on us because it just it, 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 it doesn't bode well when teams can run on you. So that was our key, and I thought our defense did a pretty good job in the back end of the secondary matching up on routes. Uh, we didn't get to the quarterback a lot, but we, we made him uncomfortable in the pocket, and, and that was important. You guys had uh, five penalties on Saturday, but all of them were on defense. There was not a single false start, not a holding penalty. Is this proof to what you said after the first week of the season that you guys can pre- be pretty good when the Sun Devils aren't playing the Sun Devils? Absolutely. Uh, and I thought this, this, this was probably one of, one of our more consistent games when you watch this play. Uh, this is similar to the UCLA game uh, when we played UCLA. We were pretty consistent um, uh, playing, playing and running the football. We, we hit more explosive pass plays in that game, but I thought our defense played well. Uh, and in this game, they were they had they had to play well because it's you're right. We we had some pi calls. We played a lot of a lot of man to man, and you know you're going to get a couple of those. But um, for the most part, I thought our guys uh, played with as you mentioned earlier with energy and competed. And then that was the whole mindset all week. We talked about was was compete, just compete for four quarters, um, and then and, and we can all live with the outcome if you, if you could just compete for four quarters, and we'll see what happens. Herm Edwards, our guest here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Sun Devils uh, now get ready for back-to-back road games, Washington and Oregon State. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, I don't think there's there's no surprise, Herm, going into the season what your offensive identity would be, and that was to run the football. When you consider your veteran offensive line, consider the stable of running backs you had. But through through nine games, the passing game has left a little to be desired, especially with a talented quarterback in Jaden Daniels. Are you surprised at this point of the season that the passing game is, is still as, as non-productive as it's been at times? I am. Yes, there's no doubt. And, and um, we've, got, um, we've got three more games uh, to, to try to improve that and then obviously going to a bowl game as well. Um, but we've got we, we to gotta make more hay in the passing game. There's no doubt. Yeah, and, and it's been kind of inconsistent. A lot of wide receivers have been in and out of the lineup. That, that doesn't help, but we have to be sharper uh, throwing the football. I thought you had a great response to an age-old question, Herm. How do you get a fox out of a stadium? <laughs> you open the gate. Yeah, that's that's my sense of it. You know, it's just that hard. Uh, there's, what, 50,000, 60,000 people in there, and everybody's screaming, and he's, the poor fox is on television, and I'm like, that's the guy. He just wants to open the gate for the guy. Let him go. He's fine. You know, not a big deal. Everybody's trying to figure out what to do. The one guy, you know, shushing him. I said, don't shush him. Just open the gate. Don't leave. He's seen enough. He's good. He's seen enough. <laughs> now, I, I was shocked to see this, and there was obviously the big reaction to that happening on Saturday, but people around the program have said, yeah, there's two foxes that live in the stadium. Had, had you seen that before, uh, Saturday night, Herm? The fox? Oh yeah! yeah. One, <laughs> one, one slept on the hood. Of, one slept on the hood of my of my truck. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, he's just laying around the hood. I said, "Go!" Because I, I can look out of my window in the parking lot. He's on the hood. It's in here in the you know the gated part. And I said, "Go ahead, man. help out, man. It's all good." Wow. <laughs> yeah. 
They're great. Those guys are great. We knew and there were foxes at ASU. Who, yeah, right. We knew there were foxes at ASU. Who knew he meant it so literally, Herm? <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. They've been around. Crazy. You can see them walking in the back over here, you know, looking for stuff. It's funny. I look out my window in the back, and, and in the back part, I'm like, you can see them walking around all the time. Yeah. Wow. Herm Edwards, head coach of uh, Arizona State, our guest. Uh, last one from me, Coach. Um, obviously, coming off the Utah game and then following it up with the Washington State loss, you, you heard all the noise about this team's mindset, You know, you know yeah. how engaged they were. They came out with a good effort against USC. With, with two straight uh, road games in the Pacific Northwest coming up, are, are you convinced that the mindset of your team is right for the remaining remaining three games? Yeah, and 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 that was never that was never a question inside the building. So that's I'll I'll leave it at that. And I think that it 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 it, it proved it's it's proved itself this weekend. So you know we, we're going up there, and it's going to be uh, tough sledding. There's no doubt. Washington has really good defense. We know that. Um, when I even get into the conditions of it, you know, we went up there last year against Oregon State, mm-hmm. and it was rain. It was miserable. And it was no fans. <laughs> so yeah, right. our guys played their tails off, man. And, and I, I anticipate um, that we got to con- keep competing like we did um, Saturday. And if we can do that, um, uh, we got a chance. Coach, as always, thanks for the time. We appreciate it. Best of luck at Washington. We'll talk to you next Monday. Thank you much. Thanks, Coach. Thank you, Head uh, Coach Herm Edwards of the Arizona State Sun Devils. He joins us every Monday morning, win or lose. Here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Coming up next, the man who called all the action from Santa Clara on the Cardinals Radio Network, Dave Pash, joins us next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. The home of Arizona Cardinals football, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Big Red Monday, presented by Sanderson Ford with Bickley and Murata. Has the football. Short setup. Looks over the middle. Throws. Picked off by Buda. Baker's got it at the 35. Goes down at the 31. And that's it. Buda seals it for Arizona. And an 8-1 record. 5-0 on the road. And another convincing win away from State Farm Stadium. Yeah, Buda Baker putting the uh, defensive punctuation on a uh, nice Cardinals win yesterday. 8-1. and one. They sweep the San Francisco 49ers and the man responsible for that highlight call and all the action on the Cardinals radio network. Dave Pash joins us right now on the 72-sold sports line. Dave, good morning. How are you? We Good, guys. We really, it, ultimately, we all know that Wolf is really responsible, right? I mean, it's really, it's really Wolf's voice and uh, impact on, on those broadcasts. Oh, David! <laughs> wow! <laughs> it's very nice of you to deflect to your part. Yeah, it is. <laughs> very humble. Well done. Uh, I imagine the it, broadcast booth is a, is a pretty fun place to be Wolf on Sundays the these days. Oh, man, it's great. I mean, Wolf and I always have fun. Like we've said over the years, when things weren't going well and we get to November and the team wasn't good, Wolf and I would be like, you know, man, let's we're doing the NFL. We're doing NFL games. Let's just have fun. And, you know, I think we've, you know, for 18 years or whatever it's been for the two of us together, you know, tried to always do that. But, yeah, I mean, when they're winning and they're playing this well and they look this good, absolutely, it's a blast. All right, I was not ready to see that much quarterback from Colt McCoy. What did you think of his performance? I was incredibly impressed, and not just Colt, but the entire operation. Uh, this is why I said it a couple times on the air yesterday that Cliff needs to get some Coach of the Year love 
Mm-hmm. Like, it's no accident that you have two games, and I know he wasn't there for one of them, but obviously he's still involved, two games where you're down players, you're down coaches, and it doesn't look that way. It just looks like it's business as usual, and that's not normal. So when the operation is that successful and that detail-oriented and buttoned up, it, it starts with the head coach. And clearly, they were very comfortable and confident in Colt. You could tell how much he knows about the offense. Uh, he's, you know, the, the old coach on the field cliche, it's real with Colt. Uh, I, surprised, yes. Impressed, absolutely. It was uh, something that I, I just didn't see coming in terms of just how dominant they were and how nothing seemed to change despite everything yeah. going on and all the people that were, that were missed. Yeah, it's a great point. Dave Pash, uh, play-by-play voice for the uh, Cardinals, ESPN broadcaster, uh, joins us here on the 72-sold sports line. Going back to, uh, along those lines, you know, the amount of injuries, the amount of player games missed, I mean, it's getting up there, yet that next man up philosophy, which really took flight in 2015 with that NFC Championship Cardinals team, we were talking about it earlier, Dave. You know, I think all teams believe in that until they start losing some games. But when you believe in that, start winning games, it gets stronger and stronger. Uh, I guess the, the the long way to this question is: Do you see similarities uh, between this year's team and that 2015 team? Here's where the similarities are, and I think this is what happens with every great team: is when you have a culture. Uh, which has clearly been established and in place, when you have accountability and leadership and chemistry, then those things are possible because there's a belief in that room that, okay, if this guy goes down, we trust the next guy. The reaction to Eno Benjamin when he gets the touchdown, uh, the way the reaction from Chase Edmonds and Kyler Murray is they're coming out of the locker room to Colt McCoy and James Conner, the two quote-unquote backups, um, I mean, people are rooting for each other. And, yeah, you know, when things don't go well and you hit a little adversity, that's when that's really tested. And I think that, that was tested a bit against Green Bay. There was some adversity there. You lose a game. They hadn't lost yet. And I, I just – the way that it was handled, again, from the top down, that's where I see similarities. All great teams, you know, not everybody always likes each other, but there is a respect. There is a culture. You know, B.A. had a culture here. And there was a swagger to B.A. I think this team has a swagger. I mean, Cliff with the edge that Cliff is coaching with. You know, I know he can't get a penalty and go on the field and, and get into the official's face, and he even said that, but I, I didn't mind it that Man, much. Man, me neither. I like it. I, and I think guys see that, and they know it's real with Cliff. They know it's not fake or forced. I mean, I, I had two Texas Tech games recently. It was interesting talking to some people there. You know, and I knew Cliff when he was there and when he was at A&M back to Houston, and, you know, I always knew he's a great guy and an incredibly intelligent coach, but the one thing that they talked about at Texas Tech was, you know, he he had an edge. There's an intensity to Cliff, and I think it just took some time for it to come out because he's probably trying to get comfortable, doesn't want to overstep his bounds. Yeah. He always is a guy that's humble, and, you know, I think early in his NFL career, he just wanted to prove that he belonged, kind of do his thing and win, and then let those things happen. We saw week one against Tennessee, and we've seen it all year, and I think that's made a big difference with this team. Mm-hmm. I think you're right on the money about that, and I think it's a victory because he has reinvented himself. I said to Vinny, what's interesting to me is if he went back to college, would he be an air raid guy? Or has he seen a better way, if you will, 
Uh, I think everything you say is is absolutely right on the money. Now, I, I'm also going to give credit, I can't believe I'm going to do this, to our producer, Jarrett, who pointed out <laughs> two years ago everyone was calling this team pretty boy football. Yesterday, the physicality of that team and that defense, even when they were up two touchdowns late, blew my mind. Speak to that if you don't mind, Dave. Yeah, no question. Yeah, that uh, that first game was a battle. This one was a drubbing in terms of just how overwhelming the Cardinals were in their physicality at the line of scrimmage. And even when the Niners got a couple big plays, you know, the Cardinals are forcing turnovers. Those things just don't happen. You got guys coming in, punching the ball out. There's, you know, big hits taking place. You lose Justin Pugh and somebody else steps in. And that's kind of how it's been all year. You know, Rodney Hudson, I mean, some of those fourth-down quarterback sneaks, he's just mauling dudes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think, again, that goes to the Cardinals have a culture, and part of that culture is you win by any means necessary, and you alter your game plan or your mentality for whatever is in front of you. And the fact that the Cardinals, with Kyler Murray, can go out there and be one of the most dynamic offenses in football – and spread it around the field and throw it deep, and you got all these weapons, and you can run a reverse pass with Christian Kirk, or you can just line up and bash somebody in the face. And that, to me, again, I, I said this, guys, you know, a couple weeks ago after I'd seen, maybe it was last week, after I'd seen all the other one-loss teams, doesn't mean the Cardinals are going to win the Super Bowl, but I, I, that's the best team I've seen. I've seen them all pretty much in person, including some of the games I've done for Westwood One. The Cardinals are the best team in the league right now. Yeah. Dave Pash, our guest, of course, Cardinals play-by-play, ESPN play-by-play. You mentioned it, Westwood One, but you've also got the Dave Pash podcast, which is in full swing now. How's that all going, and what do you got coming up on the podcast, Dave? I'm not sure. We we have a grand total of 38 reviews on Apple iTunes, so I'm not sure what that means. It's probably not good, but uh, no, it's been it's been fun. We have Vance Joseph coming on uh, this week, so uh, defensive coordinator Vance Joseph will be on. Can't wait to talk to him about not just this year, but you know, Vance is a guy and what he's, you know, been through from his playing career to his coaching career and, you know, what could be on the horizon for him. Because I think he's going to have some, you know, some head coaching opportunities Mm -hmm. again. No, I think you're right about that. Uh, All right, finally, I want to ask about this because the idea of having guys step into these situations, veteran guys, I believe that these veterans recognize there's a a special opportunity to have a real special season. And and on some level, I I, I want to give Steve Keim a lot of credit for bringing in exactly the kind of guys who might have filled in whatever soft spots Cliff Kingsbury had when it comes to just general archetypal kind of leadership in the NFL. What about that? What about the general mix of, of character traits inside the locker room and what's that, what that's doing to push this team forward? I've always felt, Dan and Vince, that you know, Steve has always had a good feel for kind of the heartbeat of what works in a locker room and what, go, you know, what you need in terms of player acquisition and player evaluation, that it goes beyond just a 40 time or, you know, what a guy has done in his career. Like they take that into account in a major way. You know, most GMs do, but, but I think Steve's always had a good feel for that. And, you know, the Colt McCoy signing, just the way Kyler listens and looks up to him, like that was a calculated move. You know, it wasn't just like, hey, we need a backup. Okay, let's let's bring this guy in because we think he fits the system. It's more than that. And James Conner, what what we saw last year, 
you know, four down territory, you get down on the goal line, they can't get the ball in the end zone. So let's get a power back. But it's not just a power back. It's a guy that is a great guy who brings a lot of leadership in James Conner. So I think they have a great ability, and it starts with Steve, to kind of look beyond just the physical and the numbers. And, you know, you talk about home runs. Uh, I mean, James Conner, an absolute home yeah. run. Colt McCoy, absolute home mm-hmm. run. And you know, I think Michael, too, guys deserve some credit for being patient yep. and allowing you know, kind of the last two years to, to play out and not pulling the trigger. Uh, trusting, you know, if you got a GM that you think is really good, let him do his thing. I mean, Steve's going to win executive of the year if this keeps up, and that will be his third. So uh, it's, uh, it, it's remarkable to see. Yep. Dave, thanks so much, as always, for the time and the insight. Really appreciate it. Yeah, anytime, fellas. Thanks, Dave. Dave Pash, Cardinals play-by-play voice, joined us on the 72 Sold Sports Line. Get your price at 72sold.com. Coming up next, 9 o'clock is here, a very Cardinals-themed, I'm sure, session of social studies with Sarah Cazell. Straight ahead, it's Bickley and Murata mornings, live from the Ak-Chin Community Studios on this Big Red Monday, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.